Hello and welcome to the United Community Podcast and we're back with episode number seven of the Manchester of the United Community Podcast uh, and we are just after watching Manchester United win 3-0 uh, against FC Sheriff in the Europa League. Uh, another good win for Manchester United, keeping the pressure on, obviously looking to get top spot in the group uh, and we have some people over from YouTube who are watching as well who have who have followed over into the uh, into the chat so you're all more than welcome make sure you get your comments in as well uh, but we have plenty to talk about tonight obviously we're going to do a quick review on the United game itself uh, and talk about you know team selection maybe a couple of the chances uh, we're also going to talk then as well about Cristiano Ronaldo as one of our topics uh, obviously, we haven't had a podcast since all of the hysteria broke in relation to Cristiano Ronaldo, so we're going to discuss that as well. Should he leave in January? Uh, should he be a squad player? Should he be starting? We're also going to talk then as well uh, about what areas Manchester United probably need to improve uh, in relation to the current squad, and will they be doing that in January or not? Uh, we're going to take a quick look then at the weekend's fixtures uh, and of course, then we'll have our usual whale of the week. Uh, but again, obviously, we have uh, our usual guest on the podcast. Uh, Ricey is back again. Uh, and I nearly had him convinced to turn his camera on this time, but he couldn't get it working. How are you doing, Rice? Well, Jack, how are you? All right, man. All right. Did you watch the game at all? Or yeah, I only got bits of it. We were actually training ourselves. So um, we only got back in there at nine o'clock. But I was actually just looking up a bit on it there. Money actually on my phone now, like uh, looking through this. I see um, Man United had in the stats absolutely peppered them 24 shots. That sheriff team had no shots. Is that true? Yeah, they didn't have yeah, one shot in the whole match. Yeah, it was. It was one of them. It was one of them European nights where United basically just dominated from minute one to minute 90. You know what I mean? And uh, it was a very it was it was a very controlled performance out United. You'd have to say they they never looked in any danger whatsoever. You know, uh, now you'd have to say it. You know, I've seen the goals Sheriff, there, yeah, yeah, and you'd have to say it with Sheriff. I mean, they did. Uh, they were well organised, and and their manager had them well. Like another, their manager actually only resigned like three or four days ago. So uh, their new manager only had a few days to work with them, but they were resolute. You'd have to say it, and. Uh, you know, United got a goal two or three minutes before half time with uh, with Diego De Lowe and it was kind of a, a situation. And I said it on the live where, you know, half time probably came at the wrong time for United, considering you know once you get one goal, you can nearly look at kicking on and getting two or three. But uh, yeah, where was, yeah, was um, where are they from? Moldova? No, they is are it? from. Uh, is it Cyprus? I think they're from Cypriot team. Could be oh, wrong on that one now. I don't think. So. I don't think Cyprus anyway. I don't know where they're yeah. from. I thought it was definitely is... somewhere. Why? Yeah. Why did their um, manager quit? Are they doing bad? I don't know. I yesterday? didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look into it an awful lot to be quite honest with you. I didn't see the reasons why. But um, but yeah, I I don't know. It could it could be overacting really. But um, and but look, going United from, get it... just 
from yeah. uh, from that game, like me asking you there, what do you think of the Manchester United start, starting lineup? Like, were you happy to see what it was? They went with a fairly strong lineup there. Yeah, that well, young I a game anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I done my I done my team prediction on TikTok before the start, and I got it all right. Bar Garnacho, uh, I I was expecting maybe Luke Shaw to get a rest and Malassia to come in. Uh, I thought the midfield was going to be the same, which it was with Casemiro, Eriksson, and Bruno. You were hardly uh, thinking then, Ronaldo was going to start with you. I thought he was. I did think he was. Yeah, I sure, did. I thought it was uh, only I, last week that he was banished to the reserves. Well, he was, and the, the the reason being that I thought that is the obviously Ten Hag was discussing it during the week, and he was asked about it, and he basically said, "Look, he said he stepped out of line. His his punishment was, you know, out of the squad for one game. He got a two week fine, two weeks wages, and uh, he said he's back in the squad now. So you know, it was positive talk out of Ten Hag." So I was expecting him to start, and he did. And you know, but in in talks about Garnacho, I thought he was our best player tonight. You know, and he's only what is he? He's only eighteen or nineteen years of age, if even. Where is uh, he from? He, was, he is from Argentina, oh, and really? he was he was by in the first half he was by far our best player, uh, and second half he second half again he like he was positive from minute one to minute. 90 or whenever he came, I think he came off after 78 minutes or something like that um, and got a big standing ovation at Old Trafford so he, he was good he, he was he was very good now but it was a standard enough starting lineup that I was thinking Ten Hag has taken the, the Europa League very seriously and especially this group stage now from losing the first game to Sociedad like finishing the group top is really really important because obviously we see now Barcelona, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, I think, uh, and even, I think, Ajax are all going to be dropping down. And they drop down into the last 32, the round of the last 32. But if you finish top of your group, you skip that and go into uh, into the last 16. So it's, it's very important for United, you know. Yeah, Atletico Madrid dropped into it too, they are. Oh, they are. There was a mention of it last night. Yeah, no, 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 you're right, yeah. Club Bruges and Porto topping the group. They're four points behind Porto. Can't be caught. They might even yeah. be technically gone. Like, yeah, I think so. You know, they still have to play Porto, and uh, yeah, that Leverkusen are right under under tails. But yeah, no, I see the Europa League is really hotting up there. You know, some surprise yeah, results. It's <clears> going and it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it's going. There's going to be some interesting fixtures in the latter stages, given the fact that all of these teams are dropping down as well. You know, so. Um, but yeah, let me get a couple of comments right out here. Twigs is in there. Paul says, um, with them uh, shot stats, it just shows that we're missing a striker, uh, which is certainly true. And we'll get into that uh, in, in a few minutes. Um, Tony says that they're from Moldova. Is So you were right there, uh, Ricey. Uh, Dale with the super chat. He says, uh, keep up the good work. Hope the channel keeps growing. Appreciate it, Dale. Uh, and, he, and Twigs says, uh, Ammonia are the Cyprus are the Cypriot team. Um, yeah, so but look, it's good result by Manchester United. Not not an, an awful lot to talk about, really. You know what I mean? I mean the the review looks after itself. But what I want to get onto more so than that, and else, Ricey, and obviously we didn't have a podcast since, uh, you know, since all of this Ronaldo situation broke, and I'd like to get your take on it more than anything. Uh, given obviously the fact that you know you're in neutral when it comes to this kind of situation. I'd just like to know what, what you thought about Ronaldo and 
you know, the, and how maybe you thought Ten Hag handled the situation. Look, I wasn't aware fully during the week that Ten Hag came out and um, spoke like that about Ronaldo and said, look, it's water under the bridge and it's um, like kind of like he got his punishment, which, look, is fair enough. It depends what way you kind of see his management style as. Like, they came out last week. He was very quick to banish him straight down to the reserves. I was just very surprised to see within seven days, eight on the eighth day, like back in the starting lineup. I thought that kind of could have been the end of Ronaldo. But he has to, like Ronaldo has a World Cup coming up. He can't fully throw the ties out of him. I agree partially with what Ray Keane said last week. When, if you just hear me out on this, I do, I like Ray Keane, I like what he says, but I do think sometimes he kind of plays up to the, kind of the, to the camera if you know what i mean like just yeah is a pantomime some, villain sometimes he goes against what people think do you know just to like have that stern reaction to it but i do agree with what he said on ronaldo just in the sense that ronaldo is one of manchester united's greatest ever players if he was asked by eric ten Hag to come on with maybe four minutes to go you know ray Keane was like i would have told him to shove it you know uh <laughs> Like four, three, four minutes to go, and like you had that game well wrapped up. And then, on a personal note, I personally don't think that Anthony Alanga is good enough for United. I'd, of what you want to be at, you know, I uh, I can't see him having a massive future at United. I don't think he offers a whole lot to you as a fan. Maybe different, but Ronaldo to see these coming on ahead of him. I know they're youth. I understand that. I know there's no real Ronaldo wasn't going to have any massive influence on the game as such. Because the game was re- realistically dead and buried. Yeah. But to ask him to come on with a couple of minutes to go, look, Keane did say he was wrong to walk down the tunnel, but he said in that split second, he made a wrong decision. But, like, top athletes can make that wrong decision, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, under- I Look, I know. Like, and go on. No, it's, it's, it's just... I'd like to see Ronaldo succeed for this season anyway. I don't want to see him going out on a whimper or going out like it's going to be limited where he can go in January. I hear he's uh, linked with Napoli and all. Like, But if he's going to be throwing the ties out of Prem United, can't have him. Like, the ideal situation for Manchester United would be if Ronaldo would do what he done tonight, play his bit part for the whole season, uh, put his like um, experience bring that on down through the youth. Everybody would love playing with Ronaldo, love training with Ronaldo. If he could do that for the year and then let him go do whatever he wants next year. But I don't think that's realistic, is it, Jack? Well, the one thing I would say about it is, and and I, I'm probably going to be echoing a lot of what, you know, the, say the, the, the pundits have been saying over the last week or so. And, and I think Gary Neville was probably one of the main lads that was saying it. He was basically saying Ronaldo is 37 years of age now. He has to start understanding that he can't be the main man in a big team. Now, I'm not saying United are a big team, but I mean, you know, if Ronaldo is looking to go, like, let's take the Napoli connection for all the world. If Ronaldo goes to Napoli, he's not going to start. Napoli are unbeaten this season in all competitions, and they have the likes of Osman that's playing up front. It's absolutely ripping up the Serie A. Um, I just don't see where Ronaldo can go at 37 years of age and be the main man, unless you're going back to a, 
you know, a Portugal to, to Sporting or somewhere like that, or if you go to a, an Eredivisie or, you know. Yeah, or, you're talking like you're saying if 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 you're at a Champions League club that's like looking at getting to the quarterfinals, semifinals, Champion League, you don't know where Ronaldo's going to fit in on any team there in a starting lineup consistently. Yeah. yeah. Like he could come in Absolutely. and play a big part somewhere. But like a lot of teams are going to look at Ronaldo all for also for his marketability because just going on my group chat tonight and a half an hour to what the match I watched and I see Paul Gregory here has said it in the chats as much as I hate to admit it like Ronaldo is on the decline isn't he his oh, he age is. is catching up like, he is you know and and like. I, I get a bit frustrated when I'm listening to a lot of the a lot of the people, you know, like on say on Talk Sport or Sky Sports or BT or wherever it is, and they're saying, No, but this is Ronaldo, you know, and he, he, he should be treated differently and things like that. And you know, he should say, I, but you know, and because of the goals he scored, you know, and I say, Okay, but fucking you know, you're not gonna take Pele out of retirement and put him back in just because of the goals he scored. Everyone declines eventually, you know, and some players deal with it differently. Some players go off and play in, in America or go and play in China or drop down the lower leagues, you know, so they can still be the main man. Uh, I just can't see Ronaldo doing that anymore. You know, like, okay, he scored a goal tonight and uh, and it was a good goal. But he had a couple of very, very easy chances where he could easily have been on a hat-trick when he actually did get his first goal. Yeah, um, I've seen one there. He, he, I won't say he ballooned it over the bar, but he kind of took oh, it to the right of the defender. Can. He fucking ballooned it. outside the box, just outside the box, right in front of the goal, and he went to curl it, and it just went straight yeah, up into the stands. Yeah. And that's it. And that's 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 the kind of uh, that's the kind of Ronaldo that we have to kind of get used to now. He's not the... He's not the he's not the 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 mental goal scorer that we're used to down through the years. Now look, I mean, only six months ago he finished, you know, last season with twenty four goals in probably one of the worst Manchester United teams in living memory, if not complete history. So I do that's, yeah, that's the can... point that that's the kind of point that Kino has put across is in Kino's kind of saying if you put Ronaldo playing every game this season, Ronaldo would be Manchester United's top scorer. Which look given yeah. penalties and given chances that are going to be created, he probably would be. But look, you also have but to on respect the flip side Ten, of that Ten Hag. yeah on the flip side of that Ronaldo probably would be the top goal scorer and probably would have a shitload of goals. But if you're looking at if you're looking at the overall, I suppose um, the the overall vision for Ten Hag and where he wants to bring the team and what he wants to do with it, if you play Ronaldo all the time, Ten Hag is going to have to change his style of play to suit Ronaldo more so than Ronaldo suiting Ten Hag's style of play, you know. And I think if we if if Ronaldo was to play every single game. You know, and be the main man. I don't think we'd be playing as good football as we are without him. You know, and I think that's the compromise more so than anything. It'd be a different story if if you had a a twenty five or twenty six year old Ronaldo that's going to be the future of your club for the next four, five, six, seven years. But you have a thirty seven year old Ronaldo that has stated he wants out as quickly as possible. So I think Ten Hag is dead right to do what he done. 
You know, I think he's handled it perfectly. Okay, maybe he was wrong to ask Ronaldo to come on with three minutes to go. Maybe that was a bit. Yeah, now I don't. Nobody even knows if that's definitely true. People know that Ronaldo refused to come on, so they're presuming he was asked to come on for two or three. Yeah, like people. Well, I'm assuming that myself because I'm assuming if he was asked to come on with 15 minutes to go, he wouldn't have been throwing the ties out of the pram. You know, that's enough time for anybody to make an impact. I can yeah. kind of understand. I wouldn't do it on a personal level, but I can understand if it's Ronaldo. He's getting brought on there for three minutes. And if he just looks at the manager and he's like, nah, man, not today. Yeah. You know, but as well, was... and you have to th- you have to think about it as well. Ronaldo has a World Cup that he's planning for, you know, and he doesn't want to be coming on against Spurs. And, you know, with three minutes to go and Eric Dyer frustrated as fuck and smashing him with a tackle. And then he's out of the World Cup as well, you know, so... Yeah, um, just another thing, like, he's definitely going to be eager to get a Champions League team in uh, in in January or whenever he's off, because uh, I even just seen a stat there the other day that Messi is now only 11 goals behind him in the Champions League. 11 goals. I know 11 Champions League goals could take a long time to get, but Messi bagged a hat-trick, yeah. you're suddenly only down to eight, you know, exactly. and Ronaldo's definitely looking at this too. He's definitely oh, he is. That's, uh, Ricey, there's no way that Ronaldo wanted out of United and go to a Champions League team to win the Champions League. He, I th- he's, he's not stupid enough to think I'm going to get a move now to a Bayern Munich or a, you know, a, a, a Manchester City or whoever, whoever it is, you know, from Manchester United. The only reason he wants to play Champions League is for his own personal record, his own personal goal, goal scoring record. I don't think he's going to keep. I think Messi will over, will will surpass him eventually. What what's Messi? Well, as 30, I've said, thirty four five. He's two years younger yeah. than Ronaldo. Um, but when, as I said on the pod a few weeks ago, personally, I think that Messi will be back at Barcelona during the summer. Can they afford him now? That's the thing, you know. Unless he'll go, he, unless he'll, he'll go, he'll go for peanuts. He'll go. He's out of contract in the summer, so. He'll go, they'll do some kind of underhand deal where they give him five houses and something else and pay him some other way. And his contract will be just minimal, I'd imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with it. You know, I do I do agree. Well, Xavi, like, it's definitely, like, if you see what Messi was doing the other night in the Champions League, like, Messi still definitely has it, you know. He's, like, he was never that player that, like, relied on pace and all as much as Ronaldo. Not that Ronaldo only relied on pace, but Ronaldo was a more kind of, you know, like straight to the point kind of player, kind of attacker. Like he'd take him on, do the step overs. Messi would do a lot more one-twos, bring other players into play. Yeah. Ronaldo was kind of more of an individual. But, uh, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah Messi, uh, Messi has 129 goals. Ronaldo has 140 goals. And uh, I mean, it's sick. It's it's absolutely sick figures when you think about it. You know what I mean? Um like that's that that Haaland will have to score forty three goals for sixteen consecutive years to match Ronaldo's record. You know what I mean? It's just it's crazy numbers that that both of them have put up. But I think eventually, you know, like I don't think Ronaldo has done himself any favors in relation to getting the move away either with the antics that he's done over the last week or so. You know, like what team is going to want to come in for him now and say, well, look what he's after doing there at Manchester United, a club that supposedly. He adores and he loves and is you know all of this kind of nonsense. I think um, he goes to a. I don't see why he wouldn't go to a 
you know, a Lazio or a, you know, or even back to Sporting Lisbon or something, he'd be absolutely the main man. He'd be adored, right? He mightn't, you know, he mightn't <coughs> be winning Champions Leagues or anything like that, but he'd probably play in the Champions League, but he'll win a, you know, he'll win a, a Portuguese league or he'll win, you know, a cup with, with, like Lazio or something like that, but he'll be adored. You know, I think that's what yeah, he wants kind, more than I that. I kind of slightly disagree with you on one thing there. Just, I don't think his carry-on of late will massively hinder any team signing him just for the fact that he is Cristiano Ronaldo. Anyone that's going to sign him, anybody in the world can see that he's now past his best. No one in any major league is going to sign Ronaldo to win them anything. Yeah, you it's get going my to drift be on that, like, more than anything. Marking, or else just to have Cristiano Ronaldo, like the Cristiano Ronaldo at your club. Like, if someone like the likes of Roma or some of these clubs, like, if their fan base has got hold of him, it's just for the sheer yeah. thing of having Ronaldo there. I know he's in past it. Not, I'm not saying he's fully past it. He can still play. He, as you see, he can still score goals at a high level. He still scores goals in the Premier League. But it's just... I don't think any team in one of the top four leagues will be signing them to win them a league. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely, absolutely. I read out a couple of comments here. Ben says, uh, Ronaldo needs to go enjoy football again uh, before it's too late. Big fan of Ronaldo, uh, but when it's time, it's time. Uh, John says, not many players uh, seem to succeed when they return to a club for a second time. Uh, would love to see him finish on a high. Uh, Paul says, uh, look at Messi after first season at PSG. Uh, he started to be a forgotten man, uh, as in people don't talk about him as a player as much. Uh, I think Ronnie is afraid of that. Uh, Aaron then says, um, would he be lacking confidence or maybe just feeling his age? I'd say it's a bit of both, to be quite honest with you. Um, what, do, what do you reckon with him? Do you think he'll go in January or do you think he'll stick it out for the remainder of the season? Or what, you see, should, I... what should Ronaldo do and what should United do? Let us know in the comments as well, guys. I, I said, as I've stated for the last few weeks to you and to the audience, whoever look at or listen to this, um, Ronaldo, I think the best outcome for both of them is if Ronaldo gives them the season and he does what Ten Hag wants him to do and he plays his big part, he passes on his knowledge, passes on his experience to not only the youth coming through, but like... Pass it on to some of the lads, like even like the likes of Bruno and Martinez and some of these lads, like they all look up to Ronaldo. You know, he's one of the greats, the one of the best players of all time. But if he can just manage that properly, not fall out with players, come on, score your winner here and there, play your few Europa League games here and there, playing the Premier League when called upon. As you see, like he has been getting a bit of game time, he just hasn't been in from the start of late. Like He's very bad at match last week. He's very rarely left on the bench and not used. So he yeah. could still have, like, he could still have a big part to play. Like, Manchester United are going for top four now. You're looking like you could do it. I know it's still very early days, but you're on the right track to do it. I was looking at a thing there. I think you've only lost two out of your last 13 games in the Premier League. And two of them, yeah. Harry Maguire was playing. So since he's been out of the no, but you know, like that's oh, yeah, that's 100%. that's not that's not coincidence that like Harry Maguire starts the two games, you get battered, and then he played Sausadad in the Europa League and he lost that game, haven't lost since. 
Like, yeah. I don't know, how was he really tonight? He didn't really have Believe to do him a whole when he lot. came on tonight, like, yeah, but there was one or two. There were, like, he got a yellow card for giving a lad a, a, a forearm in the face coming up for a header. And it's just, yes. and, and, and yeah, it's just typical clumsy Harry Maguire, you know. And was he but, given the armband when he came on? Oh, yeah, Bruno went straight over and gave it to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's even the mentality of him. To, I know he's the captain, he's a club captain, but even the mentality of him to actually take it and put it on. You know, like if that was me, I'd be like, "Will you ever just fuck off and keep it?" No, but you can, like if 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 he goes to hand you that, he can't refuse it. If he refused that, the media circus that would surround that tomorrow, oh Maguire refused to take the armband. I Do don't you know. know. I don't know if that would oh, happen. I, I reckon yeah, just, would. just stay concentrating on the game. You know what no, I mean? No, but maybe if he just ran onto the pitch and Bruno, but if Bruno conf- confronts him to give him the band. He has to take it. If he just jogged onto the pitch and didn't go near Bruno or Bruno didn't go near him, that's a different story. But like if Bruno confronts him with the band saying, Here, take this, skip, you know, he has to take <laughs> skip. it. Skip. Yeah, but that's your yeah. skipper. That's your that big 70, uh, 80 million well, pound. Yeah, fridge. I know. I know he is our skipper and he's our captain and all. But that just goes to show, I, I think, how well Ten Hag has been managing these situations throughout the season like at the start the number what before Ronaldo was you know talks of leaving it was all about uh is Harry Maguire going to be the captain you know or is Ten Hag going to change it and Ten Hag just said no Harry's the captain you know no he, there was he a just, bit, he just there was a bit of a backlash from like say United fans going what Gee, again why you know but Ten Hag was smart he knew listen he can be captain all he wants doesn't mean he's going to be fucking playing yeah, he you just took I mean? the, he kind of took the easy way out on that. He kind of like bought it out on that. But no, he I've took the seen, smart way out, Racy. Yeah, but yeah, but also the easier way out. The the media frenzy that would have surrounded that if Harry Maguire yeah. got dropped. If Harry Maguire got dropped as captain there, I can guarantee you Harry Maguire never would have played for Manchester United again because that would have been the final nail in any coffin or bit of confidence that he had. Yeah, and you see as well, like we weren't we weren't doing you know, a lot of quick business at the time in the transfer market. We struggled to get Yuri and Timber for a long time, eventually turned to Martinez, which seems to be a, you know, an act of God, thank God. Uh, but, you know, I think Ten Hag as well was being smart there. He was saying, well, if I do take the captaincy away from him, like you were saying, Ricey, he'd probably never play for the club again. But Ten Hag knows as well, I'm not flush with centre-backs here. I'm going to need... Yeah, but you, well, you'd you be really putting out that, you'd be really putting out that statement that, I don't trust this lad if you're taking the captaincy off him. It wouldn't, um, how do you put it? Like, t- as I said, it was the easy way out, but as you said, it was the smart way out. Ten Hag waited to see how that played out. You don't have to play your club captain. You don't. Yeah. Like, look at Ledley King years ago, was club captain at Tottenham, played one every every odd game he played, you know, didn't even train or anything, but he was yeah. a leader. See, Harry Maguire isn't even the leader, but I'd say the frenzy that would have surrounded that had Ten Hag taken that off him. He didn't need that at the time. Whereas if he took it off him now, which I was reading things during the week, supposedly he has this new captain picked. Did you read that? Ten anywhere? Hag has, no. Yeah, the Bruno. It's good. Yeah, well, you would presume it's going to be Bruno considering... That's a lot of the players and all supposedly even know this. That's kind of word inside the training ground. This is now, I only read this online uh, on some page on Twitter there. But uh, yeah, supposedly Ten Hag has like Bruno's lined up there 
Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. I have to say, I think Bruno has been, I think he's been, he hasn't been as good as the Bruno we had for the first 12 months when he signed. Uh, obviously, he was phenomenal in that period of time. But I do think he's after improving an awful lot under Ten Hag. His energy levels have gone back up. His his goal involvements have, have steadily been increasing, whether it be assists or, you know, he's, I think his, uh, is it, Four out of his last five games, he's he's run the furthest distance than anyone on the pitch. I know it's you know mad I mean? though how so, things can change so quickly though. How it, like it's a long time waiting for him to come back up. At the same time, he was brutal the whole of last season. Yeah, like he, he was, was very he poor was. for but, like, but but who wasn't? You know I know, what but I mean? we're going by his standards too. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. like he he came in and lit the place late in that first six months. He came in in January, did he? Came in in the January, so he was nearly yeah, eighteen he, months on fire. Like he he. He lit, and um, but just going back, yeah, United's performances have been better of late. They fully deserved. I was hoping to actually do a pod there Monday because, like, that was a very good game. The Chelsea match, like, from both yeah. sides, draw was the fair result. Draw was the fair result. Great, yeah, it like, was. I think, yeah, great, really, to see passion from players like Casemiro there. He, I think, he nearly pulled the badge off the jersey when he was running over <laughs> to the crowd at the end. Like, and Martin he, has nearly pulled the fan out of the crowd. Yeah, he was giving it beans. Like, and to be fair, I was sitting in a pub watching it with a mate of mine, and he turns around and he goes, "Jesus, this Chelsea manager could be the real deal." Um, Potter, Potter, he yeah. Goes, he goes seven games now hasn't conceded. I'd say four seconds later, Casemiro scored. <laughs> seven <laughs> yeah, games yeah. hasn't conceded. Four but seconds what I was later. In, well, I was impressed with that game more than that is and I was saying it during the live watch along was that it wasn't really a game of two teams up against each other. It was a tactical battle between two I was, managers. It was like a game of chess. It was like a game yeah. of chess. When one manager made their move, the other manager made their move. They almost just yeah. cancelled each other out. But it was But I have to do give credit to Potter. Like you were saying there, you know, that you know, one of your mates was saying you know, he could be the real deal. I think he is the real deal because it takes a lot of balls for a manager after 35 minutes to go, this ain't working. We need to change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he did. He made that tough decision. He made the change. I was just, I, I, I was just wondering what United were going to be like because I didn't really, although I watched United match the week before against Tottenham, I didn't really buy into all the hype that like, I heard you saying it like, this is the best we've played in six years. And like, you played, a, you did play well. But you played a bad Tottenham team. Tottenham were chronic. They were very yeah, poor on the day. I, I, yeah, I do agree. And with like you, your goal I came from a deflected goal from Fred. Like it's not as if you yeah. battered him off the park. But, but well, we did batter him off the park, Gracie. We we absolutely destroyed him. Like we could have easily been four 0 up after twenty minutes if you know if you had. If Haaland had been playing, for example, up front for United in that game, he would have scored five goals easily. You know what I mean? Like we dominated them from minute one to minute ninety, and yeah. I think I, know, I do I know, agree what I you're just... saying. It is a poor Tottenham side, and it is. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of performances by Tottenham this season have been masked by the results they've been getting. You know what I mean? They're very, very negative. But I yeah, think the I... reason, you know, one of the reasons why they were so poor is because United made them look poor. Yeah, they did. Like, but I just wouldn't look. He backed it up with a decent result against Chelsea, um. So you did all right, but I also think Tottenham had a very bad result last weekend, which almost took a bit of gloss off and your then last magnificent. Night. Yeah, which takes a slight bit of gloss off your magnificent 
best performance in seven years. I know, look, you're getting excited and the kind of wheels are, you know, they're starting to click, get oiled up a bit more there. But I just don't think that, I, th- I actually thought that Tottenham side was starting to click. And Yeah, well, I mean, I was watching, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and there was, it was actually a United podcast, but they had a, a Tottenham fan on it. And he hit the nail on the head. He basically said about Conte that, you know, we will put up with the negative football that Conte brings for two or three seasons if it brings trophies, you know what I mean, or if it brings success. But if you're not bringing success and trophies, it's a nightmare of a way of playing, you know what I mean? Like Conte, and I think that's why he hasn't lasted very long at all of the jobs he's been at. You know, one of the reasons is, you know, because he is a... He's basically Mourinho 2.0. You know what I mean? He's negative. He's defensive. You know, I mean, you have Harry Kane and Young Min Son in your team. You know, and he doesn't really use them to to their strengths. Yeah, I was reading. Now, Son. I, I was reading missing, Son once out. Yeah, I do think they're missing. Like they went in heavy for Ericsson in the summer as well. And did they? Obviously, Ericsson. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were in farm big time. And uh, I don't know. Ericsson's only two options there for a long time was back to Brentford. Or well, they had a, Spurs had a contract offered to him and all. They, they actually had an offer on the table for him because he was obviously a free agent. But yeah, I think that's exactly what... <laughs> you wouldn't know with, with the way they're on the club. But I think that's exactly what they're missing now at Spurs. You have a Harry Kane and you have a Youngman son that are these unreal players going forward but they have no service they have Bentoncourt they have Heiberg and they have who's the other one Um, I can't remember who the other one is, is in midfield but no creative player there at all you know and I think that's exactly what they're missing to be quite honest yeah and even your man Kulevkevsky or whatever you call that fella Kulevkevsky yeah. yeah has been injured there for the last few weeks and he's been very good he's been one of the yeah, players now that I've re- thought he's been absolutely fantastic he's but in. in relation to Manchester United and you know and you know I mean I don't like I'm not going to get too carried away you know obviously <laughs> it's nah come on I don't do you know what I mean I suppose you're not biased either yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I call I call a spade a spade when I see it, you know what I mean? And, like, I think it's finally, it, it, for the first time in a long time, we have a team that's actually, that, that, that we can actually like, you know, I like the players. I, I like know, to the be mentality. fair, I like to give out about United, and I like to give you shit, but there's a lot of likeable players. I like Anthony, even though, he can be a bit of a gimp there, do you know, like he does a lot of, uh, do you know, just, yeah, but look, he is a good player. He's a bit raw, but he is a good player. Like, uh, in that Chelsea match, I think it was last week, he left lads, two lads on the wing sitting. Yeah, that's when right. When he turned and looped back around. And yeah, it was very, way. yeah, it was very, very good. But I'm just looking, I was having an eye on the table, and on, like, United are currently six, they're only eight points off the lead. I think you have a game in hand over some of the teams above you. Not all, but some of them. But um, like that, you would have probably taken that this time. You were never thinking you were going to title challenge this year. I don't think any no. United fan was. You want to get, what's ideal for you is if you could get top four, preferably third, you know, like secure, not only barely get in fourth, like second to be all the be- better, but like third, probably realistically the best you can hope for. Um. 
But you have games coming up. You have West Ham at home. You have Aston Villa away, and you have Fulham away. They're your last mm. three league games before they break for the World Cup on yeah. the fifteenth of November or something like that. But they're three very, very, very winnable games on yeah. current form. And if you go in at the end, if you go into that break with another nine points, I guarantee you'll be in top four. Yeah, I agree with you. And if you can take and, nine points from nine here, now you have a few games in between. You have Villa and the Cup, and you have, you said that best game is big, is it, to get that top? Real you Sociedad, miss, yeah. Real Sociedad, sorry. You miss <coughs> you miss around the fixtures, do you? If you win that game. Do you say that? Uh, you, you don't go into the 32. Yeah, well, we'll, ha- we'll, have to, we'll have to play it around the 32 rather than going straight into the last 16. Yeah, so that you don't want that extra fixture, you know? No, but, so that means that's not. That means that's a big game there. Uh, and that's away. And then you have Villa away, I think, on that Sunday. But West Ham, Villa, Fulham, there's three very winnable games there. I know West Ham are decent. Villa, look, they'll have that bit between their teeth now, wanting to make it proven to a new manager. Fulham away, have to be beating them. If you want to be getting top four, you have to be beating the likes of them. Yeah, well, you see there now that United are after playing nine out of the top 11 teams so far. And we're only after playing two of the bottom nine so far you know so we have had a difficult you know yeah, obviously yeah. everyone has to play everyone um but we have had a difficult ish you know start and now look i do know a lot of them games like the liverpool game was at home the, the arsenal game was at home the spurs game was at uh, yeah, home. But that, 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 yeah but sure that, that's the that's the that's the look of the fixtures too like yeah, it's the, like it evens itself out over the season yeah, but look, I certainly do think that United have given themselves, I agree with you there, that United have given themselves a very good platform to kick on now, you know, after the World Cup. Obviously, the, you know, the three games that you mentioned there are winnable games, and really we should be putting another nine points on the board like, before the, any, the anything, World Cup. Anything can happen at the World Cup. Like, players can get injured, they can... Like, this World Cup is realistically a disaster having it at this time. But if you go into that, full of confidence like there's going to be a good few Manchester United players not going to that World Cup yeah the the only thing is they have a bit of extended squads don't they I think the English can bring 26 or 7 now because yeah, it's there's, mid-season there's lads on, yeah there's lads on emergency um, like reserve panels then as well and stuff like is, that like is, is, like is Rashford will he be in the squad not Rashford will, I, um, I would... will, will Sancho be in the squad no, I don't think Sancho's going to go. No, to I don't think. Uh, but I don't think he's good enough to go on current form. No, I don't like, think he's where, where, his current form. What's, Sancho, what, what's Sancho's position? He, he like, was bought as a right winger, you know, as a right he's, as a right forward. But he's not but fast. He's been, see, he is, but he just doesn't run fast. I don't know. Now, when he, I say fast, to, I'm not saying that he's dead slow like Harry Maguire. Yeah, I'm saying for a he's winger, not he's not fast. Yet, like, yeah. But like, but you know the way some players, look, you just ask what like, where do they actually play, or where should yeah. they play? Well, he played primarily on the right on, as a right forward for Bruce Dortmund alongside Haaland and I don't know who they had on the other side, and so that's what he was brought in for because United needed a right-sided player to challenge Greenwood at the time, and when he was brought in, all of a sudden then it was no, he's not really playing off of the right anymore. He's playing off of the left. So he was then challenging the likes of Rashford on the left-hand side 
And that's primarily where he stayed. And I think that's why we went out and bought Anthony, because obviously you have your inverted wingers and Anthony is a left footer playing on the right. And obviously then Sancho is a right footer and Rashford a right footer playing off the left. But he just seems to be the type of player that's kind of playing within himself at the moment. Yeah, I think and he's because... the definition of overflayed English in prices. Maybe he so, would, maybe he, so. I but there is so. a talent there. I'm not saying, look, he wouldn't have been at Man City as a schoolboy, then on to Dortmund, if people didn't see things on him. You don't think United had scouts that went and looked at him 40 times before they bought him. But I just think that the price and the age that he was bought for at the time, what was he, 60, 70 million or 70 more? 70 million, yeah. Like, that is great. 70 million. Yeah. Now, British in fairness, he, he did rip it up. In the, he ripped it up in the Bundesliga. Yeah, like, but even at the time when you bought him, and I don't mean to be having pops off him, but even at the time when you bought him, he wasn't the player you needed. It was no, like he, he was a marquee name that you, would keep the fans happy for a little while. Yeah, no, but that was typical of the spending at the time when we were going out and buying the likes of Jaden Sancho and we needed, desperately needed a defensive midfielder. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was absolutely crazy. Like, if you look at the last... If you look at the last season that he played with Dortmund, he played 38 games in all competitions, scored 16 goals and had 20 assists. Yeah, that's you know serious. What I mean? That's serious. serious figures. Like That's a goal or that's a goal involvement, a game, basically. Yeah. You know, So that's what he was bought on the back of. But he obviously he's he hasn't hit them. He hasn't hit them heights. Nowhere. But he, nowhere but he hasn't. I don't think of what now. I don't watch Manchester United as closely as you do. But I don't even think he's remotely got close to anything like that. Like, even showed glimpses no. of it, really. I no, know he's he probably hasn't. been played out of position a lot, but it's terrible when you buy a lad for 80 million and you're training him in all these different positions. Yeah. You well, know, I like, do think, I do think if, if, if there's anyone, there's probably two or three coaches that can get the best out of him. I do think Ten Hag can potentially be one of them. You know what I mean? In terms of working with young lads, improving them, all of that. So, like, I'm not going to be overly quick to to um to judge him you know what i mean like the, all right this is his second season um and you know i do i do think the way he plays the game fits into the style that ten hag likes to play um but after that it's up to him to you know to pull his I, socks I just up. can't i just personally can't see really what he offers but yeah. The, no, no, I, I I agree. I totally agree with you. You know, and, and just from the direction that you're going, like, look, yeah. hats off there. Anthony came in, like he's he's. I won't say he's potato by storm, but he's he's fitting he's around, nicely. He has. He does his nice bit of showboat, and he's. I think he's very likable. Like, yeah. Look, if I was a diehard Liverpool fan, I'd probably hate him. <laughs> like you know like he's run over but like as a United like for you as a United fan you see him running over there what, what Chelsea player did he laugh in the face like of the Chelsea player oh, when he got that Mount, yeah, yeah. you know just like yeah that's deadly yeah just shithousery like, like. shithousery um, but then going on I see another thing today Donny van der Beek on his way out look they can just write that off. I was reading on the Manchester United page, came across on Twitter, that I think they're nearly yeah. willing to just write that off and accept 12 to 15 million for him. And just, like, he, even when he went to Spurs, or not Spurs, when he went to Everton last season, he didn't show any glimpses of even being anyway up to the standard. I don't know what nah, happened to like him, because I... when, he was at, when he was at Ajax, he was absolutely balling. 
Yeah, well, I said it about Donny, and you know, I like Donny, but I he, he just looks. I like, like him too. Lad. I like him in character, but yeah, that, he just looks like a lad that just me. has no. And what I was saying there was, for Donny's Manchester United future to be secured for a couple of more years, what he needs to do is first and foremost he needs to stay fit, not because he's had a lot of injuries in the last twelve months or so. So he needs to stay fit. Then he also needs to put a run of six or seven games in the team consecutively. He also then needs to keep Casemiro, Ericsson and Bruno Fernandes all out of the team. I just can't see him doing it. You know what I mean? I no, really I can't. can't. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, maybe maybe not in January, but... I I'd say he I'd say go. he could go in January. Do you know where he's going to go as well? He's just going to go somewhere like some rotten club like AC Milan or something like that. Someone like they bought a Rigi there. Do you know they just take Yeah, like Giroud and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Although Giroud's doing very well over there. Yeah, um, he is. But like going then, what'd be your if you could sign first of all, if you could one position in January, don't worry about who for the minute, one position, January. Striker, has striker. To be. right? It has to be Ricey, right? So if you're looking at it, right? Uh, there was a there was a stat that I was looking at between the what was it? The game that I, the European game that I went to was the Ammonia game. So that game and the Newcastle game came after it. In them two games, United had forty eight shots, right? Within thirty six against and, Ammonia and Nicosia. Yeah, now that's that includes block shots, uh, shots on and off target, right? 48 of them in two games, and we scored one goal, you know. And you look the other night uh, against Spurs, uh, it w- was the next game. Spurs could easily have won that game. I was saying to myself, I said, these fuckers now are going to get a penalty, and it's going to be Harry Kane penalty 1-0 after we just destroyed them, all because we didn't take our chances. You look at Chelsea the other night, we should we should have been at least 2-0 up after a half an hour with Marcus Rashford's chances. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not uh, a nine. He's he's not natural enough no, finisher. he's not. And then tonight, we look at, it took Diego Delo to come up for a header just before half time for us to take the lead against, you know, lesser opposition, you know, just to be kind. So I think the priority has to be a striker. Now, on saying that, you do not get world class strikers in January. You just Suarez. don't get them. Suarez. Yes. Yes, yeah, Suarez. Suarez. Yeah. Look, I'm sure there's one or two of them there. Suarez wasn't world class when he came to Liverpool, though. That's the Suarez thing. Suarez was world class when he left Liverpool. He was world class when he left Liverpool. Did he leave in January? No. No, he came in January. He came in January, but like he, yeah, he, he took it by storm the Premier League. Yeah, yeah he, he was world class. He was world class. Like he, he signed for Liverpool. When he signed for Liverpool that time, he could have. I'm not saying they were in for him, but he could have. He would have been good enough to sign for Real Madrid, Barcelona, any of them. He came from yeah. Ajax, was it? With an absolute sick record. I know a lot of people. Yeah, but he know. came from Ajax. He came from Ajax after biting a lad as well. You know what I mean? Ajax wanted him gone. You know what I yeah. mean? So. 
like I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, my point is that it, it's it's very hard to go out and buy in January because clubs yeah, don't want to sell. Inflated you know I mean? prices. There's inflated. Yeah, on, well, United will always have inflated prices on the player. Unless a player anyway. one, unless a player wants out. Now the next question is: You want a striker? Who do you want? If you can have your choice in January. I mean, there's, 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 there's <laughs> options. Like, if you gave me my number one choice... That Half would, realistic now, not Benzema. Well, all right, well, if you're going realistic, yeah, all right, well, then that, that changes that. Um, who, right, who was your unrealistic option? My my unrealistic option was Nkunku from... Uh, Has he not, like, signed pre-contract or something with Chelsea? I don't know. I've heard something like that. I don't. Yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know how that could be true if they've just bought Aubameyang. Oh yeah, you know but see I mean? that Aubameyang, that PSG are trying to line up a pre-contract for Aubameyang for next year, twelve million. Maybe I, for the summer. I have heard. Yeah, I have heard the links between Nkunku and and Chelsea. Um, but yeah, he would be my number one. But if you're if you're going realistic, Ivan Tony has to be in the mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a quality player. You have to say he's Premier League proven. He's doing it with a lesser club, which is always a good sign. And he's the right age. And he fits the kind of stature and profile of um, the the type of player that Ten Hag likes. You know what I mean? Well, he's a big centre forward. I don't think he's an out-and-out striker or an out-and-out goal scorer. I don't think he'd get you 25 goals a season. I do think he's a yeah, very good striker. So. I don't think he'd get you 25 goals a season. I do think he would do very well for Manchester United. Don't get me wrong on that way. Um, and I do think he will be a good signing. I'm not putting it off that at all. I just don't think he's that out-and-out striker. Do you know, yeah. like he's a bigger man. Say, going back in United, was Sheringham a nine or was he kind of like a centre-forward? He was, he was a, he was, he was never a number nine, but he was, yeah. he like, he would be, he would be the modern day kind of number 10, dropping out, looking for the ball, linking up one, two, yeah. you know what I now, mean? Now, Tony's and, not and that coming either. Late into the box. I just think Tony's your big old fashioned center forward that can get about, like, he's not this yeah. just big target man, but, um, yeah, I'd like to see Manchester United with like an old fashioned number nine, you know, like a York. Someone that's yeah. just well, in about. It's always been it's always been the style of striker that United have gone for. They've gone for you know they've they've always tended Van to have Roy, out goal scorers. Yeah, yeah, scores. Van Nistelrooy, Wayne Rooney, maybe Wayne Rooney to a lesser extent in relation to he sacrificed his game an awful lot for the you know when the likes of Ronaldo was playing with him. But uh, you know, yeah, that that type of player, you know, a, 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 an Andy Cole or you know players like that. Um, but, you know, you have options then, like, for example, Exhibit says here, unrealistic player, he'd go for Letaro Martinez of Inter Milan. Like, you know, you're going to play Savage, you're not going to get him in January, you know, but it's, you know, the likes of um, Osman for Napoli, you know, unbe- is is an unbelievable Where's he? Form. Where's he from? I don't know him. Uh, I'm not sure his nationality, but he's absolutely tearing it up in Syria for the last I few see, years now. I see a thing linking you with a striker. Uh, I think he is he Leverkusen, Patrick Schick or Schick or something. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, I've heard I've heard links to him as well, but we've also been linked to Cody Gakpo from PSV, who's been tearing it up in the Eredivisie, playing under Ruud Van Nistelrooy. 
and just yeah. absolutely destroying that. Now he he is primarily at the moment a wide left player, but can play as a number nine as well. So there has been talks of United were in for him in the summer, and there's talks I know, of be, going back in for him. Uh, it'd be nice to buy someone who's primarily a number nine. You, ha- you have plenty of lads that can play on the wing and yeah. as a nine. You have your Marshalls, a, you have your Rashfords there. Like you yeah. don't need any more of them. Like I would be happy with even the likes of. Yeah, I would be happy with say, for example, the likes of um, Seshko from uh, RB Salzburg. Now we were linked with him as well in the summer. Now he's your out and out striker, and you know he's he's uh, he's doing really well in the Bundesliga. But initial reports in the summer suggested that he was going from RB Salzburg to RB Leipzig. Sorry, he's playing in the Austrian league. Sorry, yeah, he's, he's playing going with from Salzburg. Salzburg. He's going from Salzburg to um, Leipzig. A lot of people tend. A lot, a lot of players of, tend to do that. They do that. They keep it within you know within the RB group. You know. But um, there has been reports suggesting as well that United are going to go back in for him. There could be a chance of getting them um, in the summer. I don't know if you we watch just... any of the Spanish league. Uh, I see Joe Felix, who was like once upon a time, as in last year or previously the year before, like absolute baller, like yeah. had 80, 90, 100 million price tags slapped on his head. I think he has a massive buyout clause. But he's only coming on in games for like three, four minutes. Then you get yeah. 15 minutes here and there starting the very odd game. Mm. Don't know. Is he just out of favor or has he's he? Out, I don't think he or... gets, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's getting on with Simeone at the moment. Um, I heard, I was looking at reports throughout the week already suggesting that he's, he's basically sick of the negative player, the negative style of player that Simeone plays. Would uh, he be something he that interests you? He'd be more of a center forward now <sighs> than an actual nine. I, do you know what, Racy? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, not get excited about these big name signings, you know. Right, that young lad, you know, has bags of talent and went for massive money. But why did he go to Atletico Madrid? You know, um, why isn't you know why isn't half the half of Europe in for him? I don't know. You know, I think that you know we've been United as United fans, obviously since Ferguson retired. We've been burned too many times with these fucking big name signings. Your Di Maria's and your Lukaku's and these kind of lads. Um, whereas I would be more, I would be more on the Ralph Ranić side of things, where he suggests going out buying young players on their first and second contracts with the potential, you know, to be the next big thing, you know, and because he was involved in the RB. Uh, clubs throughout Europe and that was that was their that was their kind of business model get these young lads in under the radar on their first and second contract scout them really well get them in you know develop them as players and then in two and three and four years time sell them on for massive money whereas obviously you can knock that last bit off for United because you don't need to sell them on for massive money um, yeah he came out and that's where he that's where you're that's where you're you're you know your Martinez's that we signed this year your Anthony's that we signed you know they're the type of players that the types of signings that I, I would more prefer going for. He came out during the week, Ralph Rannick, wrecked Ralph, and said that he tried to sign several players for Manchester United and tried to or tried to put these lads in the window for Manchester United. These a lot of these players have all moved since two new clubs. And he said United's answer was just no. He said he tried to sign N Cuckoo 
from yeah. Leipzig said that he was inquiring about Haaland. Look, everyone probably inquiring about Haaland. Realistically, with that whole Keane thing, was never going to go to United. And that just kind of comes more to light after it because you see him, John, just various interviews. He's like, oh, we won't, we won't even say their name. You know, he kind of makes yeah. out as if he hates United. Yeah, um, but he agreed to sign for United two years ago. Yeah, when yeah. When Solskjaer yeah. was a manager, only United wouldn't put the release clause into the contract. And uh, then he says he also talked about signing Alvaro Morata, which, look, is junk. I think they yeah. do some kind of money laundering, moving him around the place. I don't know how he gets the moves he does. Uh, but Luis Diaz, your man Dusan yeah. Vlahovic, do you know that lad up top? He's decent. Yeah. Up top for... He is decent. Up top. Uh, these are some of the names that he just thrown out there that he's... Look, it's easy. Talk is cheap. It's easy for him now to say he can easily come out and say he tried to say, sign anyone. You know, it's not as if United are going to be getting into an argument with him over the in the press, being like, "We didn't, you didn't tell us to try and sign them." So he can yeah. kind of come out fairly freely and say that. I don't know if that is true, but Diaz would have been a tidy player for you to get. Daflahovic would have been a very tidy player for you to get. Yeah, Alan yeah. obviously would have been a very tidy player. But out, outside the strikers, I think I think we do need another centre midfielder. Uh, in, and in, you definitely don't need a CDM. Are you no, saying we don't like need a CDM. You're, no, we don't need a CDM. Like your Frankie. I, r- reports have suggested that United are going to go back in for De Jong, um, yeah. which will be interesting. And I think given the situation that Barca find themselves in now, I think that door is probably as wide open as it's, as it's ever going to be. You know, for yeah, but is he, does he even want to go? I don't know yeah. if he does. I don't know. I think, you know, a lot of the talk last year was he was happy in Barcelona. He liked the city and stuff like that. But I think more so than anything else, he wanted to play Champions League football. But Barcelona, if they don't get their act together, are not even going to qualify for the Champions League out with La Liga. Jeez, you know I don't know. I mean? they're, they're flying it in La Liga. Are they? Yeah, they're second. They've played 11, 1-9, drew one, lost one. The only thing oh, they lost to was Real Madrid. Madrid. They're three points behind Madrid. Right, okay. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Look, it'd be interesting. That's why I, I don't know how. To... I don't know how. Sorry, I don't know how their form is and carrying over. But I looked at their team during the week in that Champions League, like they played your man centre half that they signed from Chelsea. They signed uh, or they played. Uh, oh yeah, uh, um, Alonso. Al- Marcus Alonso played centre back against Bayern Munich. Bellerin was right back. What? Like, yeah, no. And they signed a lad there during the summer from AC Milan. They got him on a free transfer now. So, look, even if they sell him, they'll make money. I don't know. He is like the most on Barcelona player you could sign. That Kessie lad. Oh, yeah. You know him? Yeah. I think United were actually in for him. Now he's a big, strong CDM. But, like, he is not. Like, he is not Barcelona. But I think they might have had him signed even before, on a pre contract, even before. Yeah, Zavi came in fully, you know. Yeah, Zavi absolutely. only came in this summer, did he, or was he in last year? No, he was in last year as well. Oh, was he? So it was actually yeah. a Zavi signing, but maybe it was just because he was free then. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Right. Before we wrap up, we'll do our whale of the week. Uh, I'll let you go first. Should look the whale of the week. Just has to be down again to VAR for the second week in a row for me. Anyway. Yeah. Instance Some scandalous week. decisions, like 
incidents during the week. What were the, there was a few last weekend did as well the in the one Premier last, League. Did you, did you see the one last night with Harry Kane? Yeah. Now I thought I thought instant like look everybody becomes a VAR expert when something like this happens. Like I don't know. I was only reading comments on Twitter and all. I think technically it was offside, was it? Technically, that was the right decision, is it? So the ball, there's it's it's kind of it's a hard one to figure out. So the ball was ahead of Kane, but he was still offside because part of Kane's body was ahead of the player that played it. Ahead of the player that played it. But the ball went backwards. Yeah, because I was just reading comments on Twitter. I was reading comments on Twitter, and there was lads going. Uh, do you know, giving it to Biggin, they were like, oh, just because the ball goes backwards doesn't mean you're not offside. And I was like, well, I played football for 12 years, junior, and I would have always presumed if the ball goes backwards that you're onside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just would have thought, like, the ball's going well, backwards. Re- that means it's going to someone who's behind you. district league can't fucking cop offsides when the ball's going forward anyway, let alone when the ball's going backwards. So. I don't no. think you have that to worry there about there. Hurt, you got the winner on Sunday, <laughs> boy. The big head came up for another header, I heard. I got the fat head on one. But um, was there issues last weekend with VAR in the Premier League? There Was there issues with VAR? Um, there was. I can't remember what they were now. Yeah, though, I can't remember either now. Um, but look, it's... Anyway. I, I think, though, just a, a quick... Scrap it or VAR. keep it. I think because it's in, you have to keep it. I think it's not VAR that's getting it wrong. It's the human error that's getting it wrong because people are manning these systems. It's, it's sorry, Paul Gregory just throw in the pen Chelsea got, but think it was Arsenal who had the same sort of incident that was refused. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You see, this is that penalty, right? Just on that penalty incident alone. You probably feel hard done by as a defender, but at the same time, what is Max Sauce doing? Like, yeah, he's and swinging and, out of him, like, yeah, and it's it's the second arm, right? The oh, first arm mate. that goes across him, the first arm that goes across him to stop him running, right? That's that happens all the time, right? Yeah, but when the second arm comes around, oh, the other he does it, him, he does it for like end. three seconds. Do you know, like that's a long time in in real time. Yeah. In, and like yeah, he's he's grabbing him. him like all your man has to do is throw himself over it. Oh look, he became public. He was all the odd. He became public enemy number one right there, didn't he? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. But like oh. you know, it goes like if Casemiro hadn't got that winner at the end, or sorry, the equalizer at the end. Ah, oh, I'd say Scott McTominay was just got him into the dressing room and just. Shifted the face off him, I'd say. Yeah, thank you. He would have been been getting it all over the press, like, yeah, you know. Look, Casemiro's coming into it now, yeah, but look, he is absolutely seven starts in a row now tonight. He had, and he's 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 the player we needed, he really is. And uh, we've been crying out for a proper CDM for five years now, ever since Carrick retired. I think more than anything, it's crazy to see the squad depth that Real Madrid have. That they don't even give a flying fuck that he's gone. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. That like Valverde. See, see yeah. Valverde scored again last. That Valverde is yeah. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. But even some They've, of the young lads coming through, like that Camavinga is going to be some player as well. I'd say that lad's only. A, I'd say that lad's young enough that Valverde 
They've Kamavinga. Yeah. They've that Tushilemi, is it? Uh, t- yeah, Tushilemi or... Tushilemi or something. And they have another... Yeah. Then they just have Cruz and Modric anyway. And they're just probably going to St. Bellingham in the summer. Do you think they'll get him? Suppose well, I tell you one thing. Yeah, they could. I tell you one thing. And even talking to some of my friends that are big Liverpool fans, I do not think Liverpool will get him. And that's no disrespect no, to them. So. That's no. just the sheer firepower what like United will throw big books at him because they can throw they always throw big books at players anyway it's not in kind of Liverpool's say armory to do that and I was listening to a podcast last week where they were talking about this and they were saying he's a brummy like he's born and bred in Birmingham played for Birmingham it's not like he's a lifelong Liverpool fan they're like yeah other clubs will give him bigger wages you know, like even Man City there is probably I'd say Man City in England are definitely the favourites to get him now. Like probably for probably. him to link back up with Haaland. Yeah. Well you could come you know, to United and link back up with Sancho. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be some pull there. But I'd say I'd say but like if he was to go to Haaland, like the thing is then in England, like you know, they have a few but English see, the thing too, about they have Kyle City, Walker. You don't need him though. No, but that when did that stop him getting one for a player. I know. I know. Yeah, but also yeah, also you have to do to get him is like they'll sell Bernardo. The, the, sorry, they'll sell Bernardo Silva. He but plays one to three. Man. Yeah, but Gunnigan is coming to thirty three. He'll play across that them boys in the middle. You know, like yeah, like it's not that any team doesn't need Bellingham. You could blood him into any team. Yeah, you'd you'd fit you'd you'd make your you'd build your team around a player like him anyway. You know what I mean. Um, anyway, my whale of the week before we finish up is Cristiano Ronaldo as yeah. a United fan. It just has to be, you know. I um, I said it on a TikTok uh, at the end of August, so what, nearly three months ago, I said it, uh, and basically my words were, and it was after the, the transfer request had gone in, had gone in, and all of the talk was about, you know, it was about. Cristiano Ronaldo want to leave rather than the great preseason after having and all of that kind of crack. And basically, I said that if Manchester United keep Cristiano Ronaldo for the next nine months, for the next nine months, it's it's going to be Ronaldo as story number one, and it's going to be football yeah, as story yeah, number I see, two. I see that. You know? I see. I, I seen that. And for that reason, um, for that reason, I thought that's why we should have let him go. And I think. Look, it's good to have him back and he scored again tonight. And I think Ten Hag dealt with the situation perfectly. And, you know, while he's there, why not use him to whatever way the manager wants, you know? But we finally have a manager now that we're going in. A, we can see the direction we're going in, you know, and it's pleasing on the eye. And you can see only after three months or so how much he's already after improving the team. Ronaldo isn't the future of Manchester United. Um, and... I think the sooner Ronaldo and United can part ways, the better. But on the flip side of that, there's nothing more that I would love to see Ronaldo finish out the season with United and for him to get the winner in the Europa League, you know, against Arsenal or someone and just to go out that way. You know what I mean? Um, But I do think he has to lower his expectations on what he's going to get out of this. You know, he's not going to start every game. He's not going to score as many goals as he used to. Um, he has to learn how to be a squad player. 
yeah, uh, I agree. And I, I think, like, from a perspective of any fan of Manchester United, uh, they would love to see exactly what you said there, just Ronaldo finishing strong, going out on a high, like, having a good, like, imagine United season went with you finishing third in the league and maybe lifting the Europa League or lifting the FA Cup and Ronaldo got to lift one of them just before he went off. I know they're not the most prestigious. I don't know how actually the FA Cup has fallen so far down the pecking order. Like, it's just money, man. I know a lot of teams don't care about it. Like Because of money. Cup, when we were growing up, the FA Cup was unbelievable. Like, if you yeah, won the FA, the FA Cup FA only Cup. in a season, it was a great season. Not for United, you got into, though, but maybe for yeah, other but teams. You got, that's the thing, but you got into Europe if you won the FA Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was one of the big pulls out of it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, now yeah. What what's the value in Europe kind of is all these Europa not Europa League. Yes, the lesser uh, I just know, I just League just before we go, I'll give you one example of how bad this conference league is. In Scotland you have Celtic and Rangers. Because they did half okay last year, Rangers got to the Europa League final, they did very well. They got the coefficient of Scotland up. Like yeah. this coefficient, they moved ahead of like Ukraine or someone, I'm not sure, someone like that. Yeah. So Celtic qualified straight for the Champions League group. To be fair to Rangers, they went through three qualifying phases. So they had to yeah. play six games and qualify for the Champions League. Hearts, who finished third in the league and are absolutely dirt, dirt, uh, came along and they had a Europa League qualifier. And they lost the two legs of the Europa League qualifier. And because they lost the two of them, they went straight into the group stages of the conference. So Hearts got into the conference, not by them performing well, but by Rangers and Celtic performing decent the year before. Just by default, this new tournament yeah. started. They got put into that. Like It's all a money spin, man. It's all for advertising and, you know, getting more sponsorship deals and all of that kind of stuff. It kind of ruins the whole buzz of it, you know. It like, does, it does. It takes away it takes, it takes away, away the, the, the prestigiousness. I know there's nothing like win the Champions Europe, League. Yeah. The best team is still going to win the Champions League. But when you have I'm looking through my phone there tonight and there's 20, 30 odd games on there. Yeah. Like you don't even know yeah. half the teams. Exactly. Exactly. Well look, Jack, we will wrap it. Anyway, thanks very much. We'll wrap it you up, guys. Tired. Um you have I'm a family tired. to go to. <laughs> Anyone that's still in there, I appreciate anyone who's listening, uh, anyone who's watched. Uh, if you have not done so already, please smash a like on the video. If you're listening back to this at a later stage, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, please give us a five-star review and follow us or subscribe to us. Uh, we really would appreciate it. Um, but until the next time, you can find us uh, on as United Community Channel uh, on all platforms, wherever you want to follow us, uh, go check it out. Uh, but until next time, appreciate it. Ricey, thanks, Emil. Everyone else. See you later, bud. See you again. See you, boys. Take it easy.